Okay, today we will continue on the series, Prepare Yourself. And today the topic is Repel Fear, and this is part two in the series, Prepare Yourself. Now just a brief recap of what we covered last time. Uh, this, as I said, is a continuation in the series, Prepare Yourself. And as I shared last week, that we must not fear or be troubled so that we will be unshakable and unmovable, grounded in the midst of all the turmoil that's in the earth and that is coming. We have been warned ahead of time, so there is no need for us to fear. And last week I shared the scripture in John 14, verses 26 through 27, and I'll just read it again. And in John 14, 26 through 27, the scripture reads, and this is Jesus speaking to the apostles. Uh, he said, This helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives. Not as the world gives. I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Now, as I when I read that last week, and I and I talked about it in light of with with Peter, he says here, "Let not your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid." He said, "Don't let your thoughts, don't let yourself become agitated, troubled." And he said, "Don't be afraid, don't be timid, don't be fearful." He said, because the peace that I have given you, that peace, and as I spoke in the previous uh, messages, that peace allows Jesus to walk in the light. So when he is walking in the, in the light, he's not stumbling because he's led by the Spirit of God. And because he's led by the Spirit of God, he's not walking in darkness. So he can see where he's going. There, so there is no need for him to fear, but to be at peace. And he said here, in the scriptures, he said, The Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send, in my name, he will teach you all things. And bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. So because of that, at the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came, when the Holy Spirit came, and now we who are in Christ, we have been, we have been birthed. We have been in filled, filled with that same Spirit. And that Holy Spirit, He leads and guides us. He will teach us what we need to know. And He will lead and guide us. He will speak to us. He will give us dreams, visions, whatever we need. So that we will know ahead of time. So that we can walk in the light. So that we are not stumbling around in darkness. And because of that, we do not need to fear. So that's why Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So fear will prevent us from having the liberty or the freedom that we should have in Christ. And the Lord will challenge us, those who are in Christ, so that we will repel fear and embrace peace. So we talked about this last week and we, we used Peter as the example and what the Holy Spirit had to show him. He had to give him, the Holy Spirit gave him a vision and had to speak to him and direct him so that he would not be fearful of going into a Gentile's house. Because at the time, back then, 
the Jews, any Jew who go went into the house of a Gentile or ate with them, de- was run the risk of defiling themselves. So that the, the Lord had to show Peter ahead of time what he had to do, so that Peter would be at peace when he had to go into Cornelius' house. All right, so we're going to pick up today um, on we continue as I said with repel fear. This is part two, and I want to show you something. And let's go to the book of Romans, chapter fifteen, verse four. That's Romans chapter fifteen, and we'll start at verse four. And that's the only scripture I want to read there, and I want to show you something. So it says here, for whatever things were written before were written for our learning that we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Important to note, whatever things were written, what things? The scriptures, the word of God that was written before were written for our learning that we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures that we might have hope. Remember that. Keep that in your remembrance. Now I'd like us to, let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and we'll pick up from there in verse 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 11. Okay, and we start with verse 11 and it says, Now now all these things happen to them as examples. Who them? Talking about the children of Israel. When they were taken out of Egypt. There were things that were recorded in Exodus, in the in the books of the Bible, all these things were recorded, were written. All these things happened to them as examples, and they were written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the ages have come. Important to note, all these things, the things that happened to the children of Israel, they were examples to us. They were recorded so that we could know based on what happened to them back then, that would be an example to us of what happened to them. And it was written for our learning, for our instruction, as a warning to us, and very important that we pick up, upon whom the ends of the age, ages have come. Who is that? The end of the ages have come upon those who are in this dispensation of grace. When Jesus came into the world, he came in time and space. You see, in the last days, God brought forth His Son. So the time that we are living in, we call this period of grace, is the period upon whom the ends of the ages have come. So they said all scriptures, these scriptures were written for our examples, were written for our learning, were written for as a warning and instruction upon whom the end of the ages have come. That is us, the saints, the children of God those who are in the body of Christ, those who are one with Christ. These scriptures were written, recorded for our learning, for our, edu- for our instruction and a warning. <clears throat> now the apostles in the time of Jesus did not have the New Testament scriptures recorded. They, were the prof- they with the prophets over time recorded events as, and as they were taught, led or inspired by the Holy Spirit. They recorded their experiences. They recorded what they were taught by the Spirit of God. They recorded the revelation they received through the Holy Spirit. And as they were inspired by the Holy Spirit, they also recorded what the Holy Spirit inspired them to write. Now they laid, the prophets and the apostles, they laid the foundation for our faith 
which is in Christ. And the Bible, the Word of God, was written through the apostles and the prophets. And they are the foundation of the body of Christ. Because the Word of God talks about the apostles and the prophets. They laid the foundation. And the cornerstone of that foundation is Jesus Christ himself. Now it was the scriptures were written, recorded in the Word, in the Bible. And was written for our learning. For examples and warnings. The Holy Spirit, as Jesus said in, in, in John chapter 14, the Holy Spirit will teach us and bring to our remembrance what we have been taught and what Jesus said. The Holy Spirit is the teacher. The Holy Spirit knows the deep things of God. The Holy Spirit will bring to our understanding and reveal to us the deep things of God. The Word of God, the Logos Word of God, written, is written in plain sight. But it's the truth of the Word of God is only revealed by the Spirit of God. Because the Spirit of God knows only He knows the deep things of God. He will bring the mystery that is in Christ to our understanding. So that we will know the truth and the revelation and the plan of God. Not only for our lives but for the body of Christ. In these last days upon whom the end of the ages have come. So the Holy Spirit, as I said, will teach us and bring to our remembrance what we have been taught and what Jesus said. Why is that? The Holy Spirit will do that so that when we are taught, when we get the knowledge and the revelation and the experiences, we will know our Father's ways. And when we know our Father's ways, we walk in the light and have peace. We have been led by the Spirit. So we are, when we are led by the Spirit, we are no longer walking in darkness. We are walking in the light. So when you are walking in the light, you can see where you are going. And when you can see where you are going, there is no need to fear. There is no need to fear because you can see where you are going. Now God has been preparing this lesson plan from the beginning. He gave us the curriculum, the course of study for the ages. Everything is laid out in plain sight. As I said, the teacher is the Holy Spirit. But the substance of the curriculum is only revealed by the Holy Spirit and not by the natural man mind. So this, the Word of God can be read, but there is no understanding if it's not revealed by the Spirit of God. It's hidden in plain sight, as we might say. As Jesus said, they have eyes but can't see. They have ears to hear, but they cannot hear. Why? Because they are walking in darkness. And the, and the only way you can see and really hear, it has to be revealed by the Spirit of God. So that you're no longer seeing, but not seeing, and hearing, but not hearing. But you're actually seeing and walking in the light, and hearing and walking in truth of what you have heard. Glory to God. Glory to God. So we will be taught if we are willing so that we do not have to fear as the age concludes. And this is important. We will be taught if we are willing. If we are willing to pursue God. If we are willing to pursue the word of God. If we are willing to pursue the things of the kingdom. We will be taught because Jesus says, If you love me, you will keep my words. And I would love you. And the Father would love you. Why? Because you love me. And we, I will come. We will come and abide with you. And I will manifest 
myself to you. That is what Jesus said. That is his promise. That's what he said he would do. That's what he said he would do. Now the word of God is written. The logos is written. God's plan is in the word of God. As I said, written by men inspired by the Holy Spirit to record the things that the Lord has given them and the experiences and the revelation that they receive. And the word also said, no man must add to this or subtract to it or subtract from it. Because this is God's word written for those who are the end of the ages has come. For our learning, for instruction. So that we would not walk in darkness, but that we walk in the light. So that we will not have to be afraid or fearful. And let, let us go, let's go to Isaiah chapter 41. And you, and maybe get a better understanding of what I'm saying. Isaiah 41, let's go to verse 10 and read 10 through 13. Isaiah chapter 41. Now the word says here in Isaiah 41, and let me get there. Isaiah chapter 41. And let's start with verse 10. Now this is what is recorded by the prophet, by the prophet Isaiah. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Who is doing it? The Lord is doing it. Behold, all those who were incensed against you shall be ashamed and disgraced. They shall be as nothing. And those who strive with you shall perish. You shall seek them and not find them. Those who contend with you, those who war against you, shall be as nothing, as a non-existent thing. For I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, Fear not, I will help you. What is he saying? It's recorded ahead of time. Those who love the Lord, those who fear God, those who reverence Him, those who walk upright before Him, those who pursue Him. It's recorded right here in the book of Isaiah what God is going to do for those who love Him. He said, fear not, I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. Don't be bewildered. Don't be confused. Don't be perplexed. I am with you. I will strengthen you. I will make you steadfast. I will make you hard so that you will not be moved. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Who is doing it? God is doing it. That's His promise to us. Those who trust Him. Those who seek Him. He said, I will help you. Verse 11, Behold, all those who were incensed against you, all those who were angry, displeased against you, shall be ashamed and disgraced. They shall be as nothing. And those who strive with you, those who want to be adversarial against you, with you, they shall perish. You shall seek them and not find them. Those who contended with you, those who quarrel with you and those who war or pick a fight against you shall be as nothing as a non-existent thing. For I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand saying to you, fear not, I will help you. What is he saying? The Lord told us beforehand 
It's recorded in the word of God. What he is going to do for those who love him. People who fight against you. People who pick a fight with you. People who want to come against you. People who want to be angry against you. What did the Lord say he will do? He said they shall be as nothing. They shall be ashamed and disgraced. You will seek them and not fight them. They will be as nothing. That is what he says. And the Lord stands behind his word. He keeps his word. We have to trust what he says. Because he has told us ahead of time what he is going to do. Okay, let's do another one. Let's go to Psalm Psalm 91. And this is the uh, this is a popular psalm. Psalm and I I need to read this and the understanding I'm, uh, that the Lord has been giving me about being at peace, oneness with him, and being led by the spirit of God. And he's showing me that he is already recorded here in the word of God in the Bible what he is going to do for us as he did with Hezekiah. When Sennacherib, the Assyrian king, was invading Judah and sent letters to King Hezekiah and told him what he was going to do, Hezekiah knew his back was against the wall. He knew he couldn't defeat the army of Sennacherib, the king of Assyria. But what did Hezekiah do? Hezekiah went in before the Lord in the temple and he was praying he went before and prayed laid out the letters and laid it before the Lord and told the Lord and showed the Lord and spoke with the Lord and said Lord this is what's going on and what did the Lord do the Lord sent a prophet the prophet to tell him what he was going to do with Sennacherib and his army he told Hezekiah ahead of time what he was going to do so what did Hezekiah have to fear Absolutely nothing. Why? Because the Lord has already told him ahead of time what he is going to do. And it's recorded. So that what he has nothing to fear. Because the Lord showed him that he is going to fight his battles. And the Lord did what he said he was going to do. Glory to God. Glory to God. There is nothing to fear. So let's go to Psalm 91. and let's. I'm just going to jump around. We're going to start verse 1 to 3. And then we just jump around. Psalm 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. What is the Lord saying here? He said, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High he who pursues me, he who fellowships with me, he who seeks me, he who abides with me, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He will be in a place of rest, of peace, of protection. He said, I will say of the Lord, the Lord is my refuge and my fortress. I can say that. Why? Because I am in Him. I'm abiding in Him. So I can say that He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Surely, you can take it to the bank without a doubt. He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler. Whatever traps the, the, the fowler wants to set. Whatever people say behind closed doors about you. Whatever they plot and scheme against you. He, the Lord promises that He will deliver. He will deliver us. And from the perilous pestilence. Whatever is going on. Whatever is happening. 
whatever is causing people fear and anxiety and anxiety the lord says here he will deliver from the perilous pestilence what do you have to fear nothing because the lord has already said what he is going to do let's go to verse 5 you shall not be afraid of the terror by night nor by the arrow that flies by day nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in your ways. Now who can make a claim to this? Only, not, not a person living any old way cannot claim this. Why? Because it says here, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High. He who pursues God, who seeks after God. Not living any old way. Not want to live your own life and ignore what the word of God says and ignore what the spirit of God is saying to you. When you live that type of life, you can't claim it because you're walking in darkness. You're walking in darkness. You're not walking in the light. So the word of God says here that the, in, verse, in verse 5, you shall not be afraid of the terror by night. Nor of the arrow that flies by day. Nor of the pestilence that walk in the darkness. Nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side. Ten thousand at your right hand. But it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. That is what uh, his king Hezekiah did. He saw the fruit of the destruction of the Assyrian army. He, had, he didn't lift a finger. None of his soldiers lift a finger. God said on one angel. That destroyed over a hundred thousand men. Only with his eyes. He saw. King Hezekiah saw it. He saw the reward of the wicked. And he said that because. You have made the Lord. Who is your my refuge. Even the most high your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you. The Lord is telling us ahead of time what He's going to do for those who walk upright before Him. Those who trust in Him. Those who rely on Him. Those who abide with Him. He's telling us ahead of time what He's going to do. We have nothing to fear. Absolutely nothing to fear. Let's go to verse 14. Because He who, whoever you are in Christ, has set His love upon me. Because I have set my love upon the Lord. Because I chose to obey. Because I choose to submit to Him. Because I choose to pursue Him. Because I choose to have a relationship with Him. Because I choose to obey Him. Because I have set my love upon on Him. He will deliver me. He said, whoever sets his love upon me, I will deliver him. I will set him on high. Because he has known my name. Glory to God. 
be glory to God. He will set me on high because I know His name. I know His name. I know His ways. Because I know His ways. Because I choose to walk in the light, in the path that He has set before me. Because I choose to obey Him. Because I choose to obey the Spirit. Because I choose to obey His word. He has set His love upon, because I have set my love upon Him. He will deliver me. He says, that person who walks in the light, that person who knows my name, who knows my ways, that person shall, he, verse 15, he shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. And that's what he did with King Hezekiah. He said, King Hezekiah called upon him and the Lord answered him. He, the Lord told him through the prophet what he was going to do ahead of time. And then the Lord did it. The Lord delivered him from from the, from the king of Assyria and his army. The Lord honored him. Glory to God. As the word of God says, Those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me, I will lightly esteem. And the Lord will never go against his word. The Lord will never ever go against his word. Glory to God. So the challenges that we are facing here today in this in this time that we are living in how does the word of god apply uh, word of god apply to that the challenges we are facing and will face will require a confidence in our lord as never ever before we cannot allow the cares of this world and the cares of this world will escalate as things become more and more uh, uh, chaotic more turmoil in this world the cares, people, the cares of this world, people's, people's thought about how they're going to live, what they're going to eat, people's livelihood, people, people concerned about their provision and their protection. The cares of this world is going to cause people to fear and become even more unsteady and unstable. And it will cause those who are in Christ, if you do not prepare yourself, it will cause the word of God to be, become choked. Because of your focus off of the Lord and on the cares and the turmoil that's in this world. So you prepare yourself so that you not become distracted and the word of God becomes, becomes choked in your life. And allow you to become disquieted, agitated, fearful so that the spirit of God cannot work through you. And you can't hear the voice of God. And you do not focus on the word of God. But because of fear, because of unrest you lose your focus but the word of God says as in all these things that's going on that's going to be going on in the world as we keep focus on the word of God and the spirit of God and acknowledge the Lord go before him in prayer and seek his guidance the Holy Spirit will guide us and tell us ahead of time what we have to do if we to fill in the details if we have to give us a dream a vision a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge. If he has to have someone else give us a word of wisdom and knowledge, whatever the Holy Spirit needs to do, through the angels, he will do to make us know, to fill in the details as needed, so that we will not have to fear, but we will know ahead of time what has to be done, what we need to do, when we need to do it, how we need to do it. He will let us know. Glory to God. As he recorded the word of God, as he recorded in the Bible, upon whom the end of the ages has come. 
This is letting us, he's given us the curriculum so that as we read, as we study the word of God, the Holy Spirit will teach us and show us ahead of time what God's plan is for our lives, what God is doing. So when we see things happening in the world, we can relate and say, oh, this in the word is that. So that we are not blind, walking in darkness, but we can understand by the Spirit what is happening in our season. Glory to God. The God is good. He's faithful. He'll never, ever, ever, ever uh, leave us alone. He'll always be with us. He'll always make known to His servants, His saints, His children, what He is doing, what He's going to do before He does it. And with that, as we walk in the light, as He make known to us the things we need to know, there is no need to fear. There is no need to fear. And let's one more scripture and let's try go let's go into Psalm one verses one through three. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night, and he it says he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That brings forth its fruit in its season. Whose leaf also shall not wither. And whatever he does shall prosper. Now let's go to verse 1. It says. Blessed. Happy. Fortunate to be envied. Is the man or woman. Who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. That is a person who is walking in the counsel of God. In the wisdom of God. Who is being led by the Spirit. Who is obeying the word of God. Blessed is that person. Who does not, who does not stand in the path of sinners. But in the path of righteousness. Nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But in the seat of those who are honored. But his delight is in the word of God. It says the law, but the word of God. His delight is in the word of God. And in the, his word, he meditates day and night. Glory to God. He studies the word. He meditates on the word. And that, and as he meditates, the Holy Spirit gives, teaches him and gives him revelation and understanding of the Father's way and of the Father's plan. So, he meditates on the word day and night. And it says because he is taught and because he's willing to trust and obey and do what he's taught, put into practice what he's taught, it says this is the this is the consequence of obeying God's word and of obeying the Spirit. It says in verse three, he shall be like a tree, because I trust in God, because I trust Him, because I delight in His word, because I meditate on the word of God. The Holy Spirit will teach me. And bring to my remembrance what Jesus has spoken to me. And because I trust what he has taught me. And I trust what he has said to me. And I walk by faith to do what he says. He says, I shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That is what he said he will do. He has already made it known beforehand what he's going to do. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That brings forth its fruit in its season. In its season. Whose leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he does shall prosper. That is what the word of God says. This is what was recorded. 
so that we will know ahead of time that these are the consequences of a person who walks in the counsel of God. They shall be, they will be blessed. They will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that will bring forth their fruit in a season. And whatsoever that person does shall prosper. Why? Because they were walking in light, in the light. They are walking and being taught by the Spirit of God. They are being led by the Spirit. So whatever they do in line as they are led by the Spirit, they it will prosper. Why? Because it's not their will. It's the will of the Father that they are doing. That's what Jesus said. I do not do my will. I do the will of Him that sent me. And because I do the will of Him that sent me, because I obey the Spirit and walk in the light, whatever I do is right and just. It prospers. Why? Because it's not my will. It's the Father's will that's being done. Glory to God. Whew. Glory to God. Oh God, that's good. I just praise you, Father. And I thank you for your goodness. So when we delight in the Word of God and meditate on it, the Holy Spirit will teach us and guide us and bring things to our remembrance. So when we are taught and guided and walk in obedience, the consequences of it, we shall be like a tree. We will bring forth our fruit in its season. And whatsoever we do shall prosper. It is God's promise to me, to us, when we honor Him. And when we honor Him, we have nothing to fear. Why? Because He will keep His word it's recorded in this Bible, the Logos. These books of the Bible is recorded what God will do, His plan for our teaching, for instruction, for our warning. And if you obey and trust Him, the consequence of it is laid out. That if you, a person that is blessed is a person who obeys God, a person who pursues God, a person who wants Him. They want Him. And because of that, they shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That's why Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my word. And my Father will love you. And we will come and abide with you. We will make our residence with you. And I will manifest myself to you. I will reveal myself to you. And this is what it says. This is the caveat. If you love me. If you pursue me. If you obey me. If you trust me. This is the consequence. This is what I will do. And he said what he will do. It's not living any old way. It's trusting God. Is trusting God. So we have nothing to fear. For the Lord has already said what he is going to do. It's written in the word of God. The curriculum has already been set. And the Holy Spirit is the one who will teach us. The curriculum. Who will bring it to our understanding. Who will give us the, the revelation. The knowledge. The and reveal the deep things of God to us. So that we will consistently walk in the light. And not in darkness. So as we see, as we know where we are going, there is no need to fear. Why? Because we are walking in the light. We are not walking in darkness. And the peace of God, that passes all of us understanding. That peace will keep our hearts and mind. Why? Jesus said, my peace I give to you. Not as the world give, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Let it not be afraid. Why? Because the peace I give to you, 
I have given you this, my, the Holy Spirit. And as I have given you the Holy Spirit, you will never walk in darkness. Because that is not my will for your life. As a son, as a, as my, as a brother in Christ, and as a son of God. That is not the will of God for our lives to be walking in darkness. The Bible says that we are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. You hear that? We are the light. We are the one who can reveal the things of God to man, to those who are lost, so that they can see their way and come out of darkness. Glory to God. Oh, Father, we just praise you. And I just thank you for your word. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your faithfulness. You're such a good God, worthy of glory and honor and praise. And Lord, we just thank you. Thank you for the Holy Spirit and for revealing yourself to us. Thank you for the Word of God and for the Holy Spirit who is our teacher, who will bring to our remembrance all the things that Jesus has said and the things that he has taught us. And he is our teacher. The promise when Jesus ascended, you, Father, sent the paraclete, the helper, to not only be with us, but to be in us, so that he can teach us and lead us and guide us and reveal your yourself to us, O oh God. So we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, I hope you all receive something today. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>